Hey everybody, uh, welcome to, I guess this is a, a sort of bonus Frontier episode, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm joined uh, I'm joined by Eden for this. Hello. Hello. And uh, today we are going to be uh, sort of mid, well in between seasons, aren't we really? Um, mm-hmm. We are going to be coming up with a few new members of the, the crew of the Tenzing, I think, to uh, hopefully pop up at some point in season two, just to kind of flesh out the crew a bit. Um on uh, episodes of Frontier, you've probably heard me... Oh, I, I can't remember if I ever edited it out or not, but I have a giant spreadsheet of all of the crew members. <laughs> so yeah. we're going to be adding a few names to that, I think, today. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't know where to start, really, but uh, maybe, maybe we'll give a sort of rundown of like who we've got already. Okay, sounds good. Because um, then we can sort of see any... I'm not going to name every name I've got, but just in terms of sort of generally giving an idea of like positions we've got filled and like how many gaps we've got <laughs> kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously the the Tenzing is a, is a big ship. I think it's meant to have like 750 crew so I'm not expecting us to fill out that whole crew over the course of it, you know, cuz we always need oh, random background. background people. <laughs> be ridiculous. Yeah. But like but it is a case where like certain departments we basically have nobody mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um Okay, well, we've seen all, all the senior staff are pretty much filled out already. We, you know, because we've met all those characters pretty much, haven't we? Yeah. Um, they're either players or it's the captain, first officer, chief engineer. Now, security, obviously, <laughs> your character uh, Johnny is is part of that. But really, other than uh, Lieutenant Sota, who is the second in command, I've got two named characters here. Mm-hmm. Neither one of which I think I actually ended up naming on in an episode. One of which I think came out of a joke, which Amy and I were just joking about. Wouldn't it be funny if there was a super handsome guy who Johnny is like jealous of whatever? <laughs> and I never named him or anything. Um, and the other one I think was sort of created. I've got in my notes here Discord server creation, and I don't know what the deal is with that. Basically, security is you and Amy, and then I have three characters, two of which I have never named in an episode. <laughs> so we're kind of good on that front for, like, you can pull somebody out of the hat as needed for now. <laughs> well, well, I was going to say, actually, that's probably, you know, we're not really good on that front, oh, really, yeah. because like, <laughs> at any point it could be, like, we if we need more than one security officer, like, I am very quickly going to run out of names. Like, pose. <laughs> Yeah, I, I suppose. So yeah, we can add in some people there. Yeah, um, I've got it broken down. So that's security slash tactical. So I guess we we've got a little room to play with on that because at the moment they're pretty much all marked down as security. But there's a bit of a blurring of the lines there, really. I think because mm-hmm. and that's mainly down to the fact that like chief of security, chief tactical officer is a bit of kind of the same thing in certain ways. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, uh, con slash ops, we've got, uh, other than uh, uh, the first officer, I have got a couple of characters here. One of which, obviously, Mark played Kataran in our uh, Ensign Games bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Ensign Sauce, you know, who's the, the pilot guy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, well. yeah. <laughs> I've got well, a character we haven't actually run into in-game, but was, I think... I think he was Mark's like alternate, you know, option when he was deciding who his his main character was going to be. Mm-hmm. Lieutenant, I've got him written down as Lieutenant Malrec, who is a flight controller. 
slash pilot. Okay. Because I've got a bit of backstory here and everything. So I think, I can't remember, this is this is how long we've been doing Frontier. I can't remember if Mark talk, actually talked about him on the um, original sort of Session Zero episode we did or not. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember him bringing up a second character concept. No. He might have just brought it up to me in a private message or something. Well, anyway, so we've got, got him. Um, I've got the bridge comms officer who's definitely been referred to in, in game and has had some dialogue. Um, and then there's two random hangar ops people, one of which has Discord server creation, which I think in this case is because Klepto just threw a random name at me and was like, make Crewman Purdington, I think. <laughs> and that they've appeared briefly in one episode helping uh, the, the one where... Um, uh, Dragon's character first arrived. They helped her with her bags, and that's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> They're just down as hangar ops crewmen. So, yeah. And then they're out there lugging luggage. Yeah, the, the, the luggage voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's all I've gotten for con slash ops. Medical, mm-hmm. I don't think we need to add anybody to because, for whatever reason, I have the whole department mapped out here. Oh, wow. Really, really comprehensive on that I have one. like 20 characters here. Um, Damn. I think it was because I, I think I wanted to give Dragon some options for something at one point. I can't remember what that was to do with, but it was basically like, here's, here's your whole department sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if anything even came of that. I think we were just kind of trying to decide something, and I was just like, well, look, here's all, here's all the people you work with. So that I think, I think we're pretty much good on medical. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, although if you have a if you have an idea of like hey what if you know some kind of wacky Patch Adams style doctor, we can... <laughs> we've already got Robin Williams on the ship. We, can't we do, do this yeah. <laughs> that voice comes and goes though, doesn't it? <laughs> it's often like a little bit more Robin Williams in the original recording, and then mm-hmm. when I'm editing, I have to go like I need to pull that back a little bit. I'll just re-record this dialogue. <laughs> I let down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, sciences, we've got. A, I've got a few in sciences, but mainly just because we've kind of had a few sort of science-based things happen. Mm-hmm. Really, um, obviously, Mark's character is the head of sciences, but then had Lieutenant Commander Fell, the other Trill. So she sort of played into the whole Trill storyline we had going. Um, yeah. Got the the guy who runs astrometrics. I've got a couple of named archaeologists, anthropologists. I think would have probably came from that the way we were pulled in for a briefing on um i can't remember what they were called but in the in the you know the plat the religious planet people yeah um i've got a character here who i've put in she's the wife of the chief engineer i think i put she has appeared but didn't really have many lines she went to the um the formal reception thing with yeah him i have a character here that mark named uh lieutenant yavanka i think when you were kind of investigating that um what was it the the kind of phoenix like ship mm-hmm. sort of thing um then i've got a couple of other characters that i i guess i was just bored i think i was just bored one night was making random characters um and then i've got see um ensign anderson that uh uh dragon played in the ensign games there as well but for considering we're kind of a science exploration ship, I think there's a definite room there to add more people. Oh, totally. Yeah. I think that goes for any of these departments, as you say, like 750 people on the ship total. Like there's so much space for mm. anybody we like, really. 
there, there's pretty much room anywhere to be honest i mean even with medical we can always add more people <laughs> sort of thing um engineering is kind of thin on the ground as well obviously got the chief engineer who we've talked to i've got an andorian here with a prosthetic leg that i think mark pitched in the original session zero uh episode but we haven't actually seen in a proper episode um just looking what i've got i've got a couple down here that i have actually got an idea for later on which i'm not going to bring up yet because that's i think going to come up in an episode okay um then we've pretty much just got Bonge, um, Faria, who Amy played in the Ensign games, and the Transporter Chief, who I think made an appearance in the one where you guys were going down into the Storm Planet. Yeah, I think that's right. And that's mm -hmm. it for engineering. Okay. So, again, a lot of room for additions there. One of them I have, because I've got a column here in my... In my um, my spreadsheet for accent notes and one of them i don't know when i wrote this character or whatever but i've just written french and we'll have to see how that goes because <laughs> is, is that their name or their no that's that, that's in the accent note but like i <laughs> it's not a character we've run into and i can't do a french accent so i don't know why i've written that <laughs> hmm. for a challenge i suppose possibly just throwing myself a curveball into the future there to see what happens <laughs> <laughs> that's often how it goes i come back to these spreadsheets and there's just like a random note there's one here that i've just got what is the what's the accent note easy going well that's not really helpful really <laughs> like mm. unless i suppose that to me infers like a dudish kind of attitude just like laid back surfer dude well, or I'll, let, I'll let you guess which character that's with them because if you, if you can get that hmm I mean, Bond wears Hawaiian shirts, but that's not necessarily... Not really, I know, for, for Bond's accent, no, it says Ferengi. So. <laughs> enough. <laughs> I'm not sure off the top of my head. It's the, it's the, it's the pilot guy's sauce I've got as easy going. So that kind of comes across because he's sort of... Sense, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not... All, and like the assistant chief medical officer I've got as squadron leader, which doesn't make a lot of sense until I think about it. And it's like, oh yes, he did kind of talk like an RAF guy from like old war movies. <laughs> <laughs> when he briefly appeared mm -hmm. um but yeah that's how it goes uh the uh, so the only other final category i have is probably possibly the easiest one to just slot random concepts into which is civilians mm -hmm. um the one that we've run into the most is the uh the guy who runs 10 forward well not runs but he's he's you know he's the bartender guy yeah um because you keep going back to 10 forward <laughs> so we keep running into him <laughs> <laughs> Um, then I've I've come up with a barber here, but we haven't run into him. He's just, I was just like, it'd be fun to put a barber on the ship because they get you know referred to. Is it Mister Mott on um, TNG? Yes. The, yeah. The the um, what is he? He's a uh, he's a Bolian. The blue isn't he? dudes with the line down yeah, there. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> Bolians. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got uh, I've called him Flon, and he's a Denobulan, but we haven't run into him because nobody's gone for a haircut. <laughs> like. Oh, I'm well, giving you guys it. options here, but yeah, there's always a chance. <laughs> yeah, be like middle of a dramatic episode. So, what do you want to do? I want to go get a just a just a quick quick trim, quick short back and sides. <laughs> <laughs> the options there. I've got a guy. If you... Just so that in the mind's eye of everybody listening, they they can envision a haircut taking place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then it, it's sort of a lot of sort of side characters that we've kind of run into here, like the wife of the counsellor, the pregnant um, Cation, son of the assistant chief medical officer, the children of the 
chief engineer who you guys haven't run into yet but i was like well i'm fleshing it out that his wife's there their family's there so i've kind of like got them there as a, a thing mm-hmm. um then people that you've we've kind of gained since the start of the the series like ambassador like lady Raal, the trill uh, her mm-hmm. butler <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh the head of that daystrom science uh, team who joined as you left yeah, yeah. But that's pretty much all I've got. Um, but well, a lot of, you say that's all I've got, but that, that's a lot of characters. It is quite it? a lot. I'm down to, uh, oh, there's gaps. So yep, we've we yeah. got space to fill in. So let's yeah. do some more. So uh, before we start recording, you kind of said you had a, a an idea for a... Yes. Yeah, I've got a general kind of concept. I'm not sure where they would necessarily go on the ship. Right. And thinking about it, there, there is some parallel here with Johnny to some extent. <laughs> so my idea is... A Bajoran who has grown up on Bajor, that's been their whole life, but where, obviously, that's a very religious and kind of controlled society to some extent, they, when the Federation turned up, took kind of the Federation's attitude on quite rapidly. Right. And were an outlier within Bajor and kind of had to keep it to themselves to some extent. They recognized that, like, okay, so profits equal wormhole aliens, and maybe everything that we've been taught isn't necessarily the broader way to view the universe mm. and they're more interested in that side of things and in that respect they would have joined starfleet given the opportunity and taken on some sort of role where yeah they're just happy to be out in the space and to some extent as i say a little bit of parallel with johnny but i think it would be a different kind of basis of their character and reasoning for all of this obviously like they're very into Starfleet and into the role. Well, what immediately, the thought that immediately jumped to me as you were saying that is like, if they've, you know, <clears throat> come to this, re- you know, realization through, maybe they would be growing up, it'd be why they were growing up, because we're a, little, mm-hmm. a few years down the road from when the main events of, you know, sort of Deep Space Nine start and that. Maybe they, were they maybe like a teenager on the station or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. I think maybe they would, they'd obviously grown up on the planet, visited Deep Space Nine, witnessed Starfleet doing something, maybe some of the events of Deep Space Nine itself, potentially. Yeah. We can maybe even think of like a specific, I mean, we don't have to think of it now, but like a specific event from an episode or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. And in that, within that, they get this experience of like, okay, here's my chance to live this life. And that that's the route out of here. Well, maybe we take it as like that's inspiration to the point where they they really do think like, well, hold on, no, you know, these are just aliens, and they're inspired mm-hmm. to go down more of a science route. It could be something, uh, maybe with the Dominion coming through the wormhole and that causing questions of, well, would the prophets allow this, and all of those kinds of greater questions of mm. faith and everything that those, those having those questions in mind and then seeing that like here's this other perspective yeah. that is completely different from what you've experienced growing up. You can easily kind of imagine like a teenager strongly Im- impacted by that and, and swerved off from where they come from, I suppose. Well, I'm trying, I'm, th- I'm actually, I'm thinking of, um, I've, I've been listening back through the podcast, um, uh, the greatest generation on, um, which is a maximum fun show. It's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and on their deep space nine ones, I actually, while I was at work last night, listened to one, which I think is a season, th- is season, th- season three or season four episode. It might be season four. Um, the one with the the two Cardassian scientist ladies, uh, the one you know where it hits on O'Brien in the <laughs> in the Jeffries tube. Oh yeah. But they they had to do a thing 
through the wormhole like they're trying to set up like a communications relay type thing mm-hmm. so maybe my thought there was like maybe that's another if, if if your character concept is already having these thoughts about why would you know because dominion has been you know they've done some stuff by this point already mm-hmm. if your character's already having thoughts of like well why would you know the prophets allow the dominion to do this thing then on top of that cardassians working with starfleet do a science thing through the wormhole which ultimately pays off mm-hmm. that's maybe another thing of like huh okay well yeah maybe we maybe not everything is as we were taught in the temple kind of thing maybe i want to look into this you know and and they're they're sort of inspired along the sort of science thinking of like well they've you know this is nothing i was taught can you know <laughs> and explains this so let's let i want to find out more kind of thing yeah, I like it. I can't remember the exact hit, like I say, because I didn't rewatch the episode before I listened to this podcast, and the mm-hmm. podcast does a lot of making fun of the episodes as well. Yeah. Um So I can't remember the exact techno babbly thing that they're doing with the wormhole, but the wormhole is definitely involved going through the wormhole, and then like a comet gets knocked off course. That cool dude from the dude who's in like Stargate and stuff, who always play, and he's in the Mummy as well. He plays like um, holy men and things quite a lot. You, you'll know him if you see him. Um, mm-hmm. He's in it as like a, a Bajoran uh, Vedic who's like quoting a prophecy that this is going to be the doom of the, you know, of 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 everything and things. It's you know, it's a fun episode. I can I can sort of vaguely remember. It. I just can't remember the techno babble. Well, maybe it, if he had, I can't remember the episode specifically. Like in terms of the people around him, if there was some means of like having this character witness this guy of faith and knowledge, so to speak, professing this is going to be the biggest travesty and yada, yada, yada. But then yada. he's proved wrong. Yeah. And he's proved wrong that that is the perfect synthesis moment of like, there it is, disproven in front of you. And it was Starfleet, and more than that, it was Cardassians as well. Yeah, were involved and they didn't destroy the wormhole. They didn't That's destroy it. it, didn't bring doom. Um, let me just bring up the episode summary here. Episode list, season three. It's episode 15, Destiny. He comes into Cisco's office to t- tell him about the prophecy and that. So that's not really a public place. However, but he's on Deep Space Nine. He's on the so, station. Yeah. Um, that leaves the door open to like, we could have it be that like this, it wasn't even necessarily a scene seen in the show. He just was professing out on the promenade. They're definitely, yeah, I'm just looking, there's a screenshot, I will, I think I might rewatch this episode actually, because I remember it being quite a good one, Um, but there's definitely a screenshot here in the, in the memory alpha um, thing of Kira talking to this character on the promenade, Mm -hmm. so I think that leaves the door open to your guy hearing, overhearing something, hearing, you know, prophecies of doom or whatever, and then doom doesn't happen, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it it definitely leaves it open to sort of the the sort of word going around of like, hey, yeah, maybe this guy was talking a load of shit or mm-hmm. whatever, and yeah, yeah, and then maybe he re- like if he returned back from the station back to Bajor, I'm trying to think of what would be a interesting but not too cliched reaction from the parents necessarily if there's this immediate change in their child where they they're clearly not interested anymore in mm. general goings of like the religion and all that kind of stuff. And suddenly start fixating on Starfleet and what have you. Well, here's the other thing as well is this episode is set in 2371, mm-hmm. 
we're in 2378, so I'm trying to think of timelines. You need at least four years for Starfleet Academy. Okay. Do we we maybe want him to be around about Johnny's age? So that would so we'll call that five years between where we are. So within two years of this episode happening, he needs to be in the academy. Mm-hmm. Now the issue I'm thinking here is that in terms of their characterizations and what have you, if Johnny was in school at the same time as this guy and they were in any of the same classes, they'd know each other. Yeah. So is it justifiable that even if they were in the school at the same time, they were doing different things? So maybe we need to put them on. Well, very definitely, yeah, because you, you went like, down to the security route, and yeah. So, like, if we put them on a completely different something, well away from security kind of thing. Well, I, I was kind of leaning towards the science thing anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, yep, that makes sense with the, all the, the scenario that we put forth. I so mean, far, we, we but... could even like say that he's a year, he's a, he's a year been there, been there a year longer than Johnny. Anyway, mm-hmm. so he's maybe a year or so older than Johnny, but they they can they because I think it's I can't remember which um it's in one of the the, the source book things I've got that are too many just go <laughs> scrolling through there now I I think it, I've read somewhere that science can science cadets are in the academy for longer mm-hmm. than security and operations makes sense they're essentially getting a doctorate as well. Same with the medical ones. So their training goes on for longer. So we can conceivably say that maybe this guy is, at the time of the episode that we're sort of, you know, saying he was, you know, in the background of, maybe he was like 17, 18 at that point and was already having, and maybe he was already having doubts. He's kind of come of age mm. or whatever. Struggling to fit in, perhaps. Yeah, had, had traveled to the station to see the wormhole and Starfleet and was sort of in the background of this. And then this was literally the the turning point, and then almost straight after this episode, he went and signed up and travelled to Earth. Yeah, yeah, I like that because that that's kind of like he's he's in a very determined mood immediately yeah. after the events, and just goes straight to the sign up, whatever that, however that. Because we, we could then make the argument. Well, then I don't, I don't know the exact thing. I think it's like analogous to like four years of university, essentially, mm-hmm. for like standard. Um, Starfleet Academy and then I think medical is like six and science I think is six. I've read th- I've read this somewhere, I can't remember what book it's in mm-hmm. but we can make the argument then that he, he and Johnny did graduate around about the same time, just Johnny came in a couple of years after him. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they, maybe they know each other like from sight but not they no conversation yet because that way there's a convenient in route to like just having a meet cute of sorts. Yeah, I mean, because it's we we could almost say like they you know they didn't really know each other that well at the academy, but they graduated in the same graduating class, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Even though he's been there a couple of years longer, it's just you know because of the the sort of difference. And then um, if they, if they were both then uh, stumbling over my words there, if they were both then assigned to the the, the Tenzing at the same time. Maybe they've sort of exchanged a few words on the transport or something, but other than that, not. Yeah. You know, not a lot else. So he's also an ensign like you, but maybe he's a year or two older than you. Yeah, that works. Or we could say 18 and 20 through 71, so that would be, uh, you know, just to dot the I's, cross the T's on. Because I'm filling in my spreadsheet here as well, and I've got an age column. So he's 25, Johnny's 20. What did we have Johnny as? 23, got down here. No, 24. Uh-huh. 
And that, that still makes sense. Yeah, I, I think I'm just quietly filling in Johnny's friend group here, really. Yeah, no, no, that's good. I like that, because oftentimes it's just you and Bonge. <laughs> I, I and feel I, like I need to get a, th a third wheel of sorts. I think you've stumbled upon part of my reason for doing the Ensign games. <laughs> well, that certainly helps. Yeah. And it will help in particular with, like, allowing me to interact with more of the cast more often, I suppose. Yeah. Because I, I do often end up with Johnny doing his own thing, and, like, as much as it's fun, I, I'm there to play with the others. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, I'm just filling in my thing in here then. So, male, Bajoran, Ensign. What do we want his specialty to be? Hmm. I guess particle physics or something. Well, wormhole physics or, wormhole or physics. Something, something related to wormholes. That would be a, yeah. a very fitting kind of thing. Oh, spatial anomalies, maybe. Hmm. Maybe when he was growing up, he had an interest in the sciences anyway. Yeah. And had observed things about the wormhole scientifically that had started the kind of process of questioning. And that that's like, logically, it just leads on from there to this moment of synthesis of seeing the, the faith and everything kind of cast aside and yeah. then joining the athlete and going from there. So here's what I've written then. So Ensign, we haven't got a name. Uh, male Bajoran, 25 years old. Spatial Anomalies is his kind of, you know, specialty. Uh, he's... Mm -hmm. And I've just written observed events of Deep Space Nine season three, episode fifteen, spurred him to join Starfleet. Interest in science from a young age. Thumbs up. Yeah. There we go. That's that's a character. That's, that's all we need. I mean, we we've spoken before about how bad um, I am at coming up with names on the fly, so I don't think we need to do that now, hmm. unless you've got one in mind. <laughs> with with a lot of kind of Star Trek names, it's like they're just. There's a certain syllable sound you need to get. Yeah, like I've got fantasy name generator in front of me to, for like <laughs> a, a level of inspiration here, but I don't feel like anything in front of me is actually any good. Yeah, I often find that with that. It's a good site, and I do rely on it a lot. But oftentimes, I'm just like, oh, that's maybe not kind of. It doesn't quite hit the exact spot I was looking for. Hmm. Um, well, but we can come. We don't need one now. We've got to just remember with Bajorans, like if he's. I'm not talking like Murphy, who's like half Bajoran and is sticking with the surname last thing from humans. Mm -hmm. We've got to remember the Bajoran thing of like uh, surname first. Yes. As well. Uh, we'll, we'll leave it for now, I think. Yeah, name. yeah that's fair. Um, but yeah, I like that. As a, just as a concept of... We, we've got a... Because I haven't really got a spatial anomalies person. We've got... I, I've, <laughs> you know... By and large, got a particle physics person, but that's really just because I needed something to put down for uh, Anderson, who Dragon played in the <laughs> mm -hmm. Ensign Games thing. I've got um, material sciences, biosciences. So I think, again, these are characters I don't, I've never, I don't remember what these names were. I think I just was just, at a certain point, I was like, I need a few more names in sciences, and we just haven't run into them. Mm hmm. On the name front, we could just throw it out to the listeners and be like, well, if anybody's got any ideas for these characters, that's you can perfect. Just about yeah. <laughs> uh, if you've got a name, fun. send us a, I don't know, any way there is to get in contact with us. While Twitter's still standing, you can send us a, a tweet <laughs> or a message. Obviously, we're on Facebook, uh, Instagram, everywhere. Uh, but the best place to do that is to join our Discord server and uh, leave it on there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a permanent link to that at pretendualdice.com. Um, okay, that's great. I think that's a good start. That's um, okay. I'm, I'm just, so I'm, I'm trying to think of just kind of general, kind of broad concept. 
at the moment because I, li- I like you yours you came at the, into this with a very sort of a Bajoran guy who's you know you, you're quite a well-realized concept straight away yeah as I said like watching Deep Space Nine again recently mm. like it just sort of dawned on me that it's like oh, they never did a Bajoran that had that kind of angle and it feels like that was really open like it's kind of an obvious character archetype that would fit within the entire scenario yeah I mean it was a kind of thing like a, even the the Bajorans who worked on the station. I mean, Kira, it was a main thing in her kind of backstory and, and character that she was very religious anyway. But like even the other ones that are sort of shown, a lot of times if there's anything to do with like, you know, the prophets or whatever, they're shown pretty much still going along with all that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, despite the sort of quite... <laughs> it, 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 well, I mean, it's the central thing of the show, isn't it? That like factually knowing that the wormhole aliens are aliens... That's and it. having to reckon with that alongside still holding the religious sort of concepts of that. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, and I don't I don't think this character would necessarily be like rebellious in your face, like telling people they're wrong and that kind of stuff. It's more like <laughs> sort of like an edgy edgy teenage atheist. <laughs> no, not like not like that. I think more just like matter of fact, if anybody was talking about it to them like conversationally and it came up, he might just drop some scientific information that is like, well, this is a perspective you might want to consider. Well, here's the thing though. I mean, we could, there there is a potential for some sort of, not conflict, but like, because I think Amy's made reference to Murphy as as reference the the prophets and that and praying to the Mm -hmm. prophets and things. So I'm not saying, (laughs) I'm not saying there's going to be a a clash or whatever, but the, the potential is there that like, Maybe there's an under- misunderstanding. Maybe she, you know, if she makes the assumption like, oh, he's a Pajoran, he'd be, you know, still worshipping the prophets. And this guy can be like, ah, no, those are just, they're, they're just weird time aliens. Yep, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did think about that as well as like, oh, that's that's a perfect little dynamic. Like, just to rankle Amy's character a little bit. <laughs> you got you got to get your own back somewhere. For, but... <laughs> Johnny can't do it. <laughs> well, okay. So, well, here's an idea then. Here's maybe the the angle we take with today's episode. Um, let's build Johnny's friend group. Okay, um, and not mm-hmm. well, not necessarily like close friend group, but like uh, people on Johnny's level, uh, as you know, as, mm-hmm. as as your as your hair kind of thing. So this could be sort of, you know, um, oh, okay then. Well, let's let's get some, some fle- fleshing it out a bit. Then. Yeah, but let's get Johnny's team figured out. Cause we, <laughs> there's been all this talk of like he's going to get people under him potentially. Yes, and I've got an idea for that, which I will... And it's not really a secret. I've got an idea that maybe... Um, I didn't mention it at the time because I hadn't thought of it at that point. Um, but maybe at... Uh, as part of like the, the stocking up for the expedition section uh, on the station, uh, the Deep Space 3 that you guys sort of just left, maybe as part of that, alongside this, uh, the Daystrom Science team, um, you took on a few cadets who... Who are on placement, basically? Because mm-hmm. um, we know we know that's the thing that happens in Starfleet. Obviously, Discovery that Cadet Tilly at the beginning yeah. of it. I know you're not a big Discovery fan, but um, oh, we've I had know the though. yeah. <laughs> but there's you know um, in any of the other shows, there's like cadets on board. Totally. Yeah. So it, it, again, it's probably spelled out somewhere. But in my head, I, I was thinking like maybe the year before your final year at the academy, you go on placement. These are like mm-hmm. third-year cadets or something. Makes sense. Yeah. You get a bit of real-world experience yeah, and then you go back to the theory. classroom for the final sort of year mm-hmm. kind of thing, um, which opens up, you know, 
conversation options as well of like where did you know where did you all get your placement and then that's obviously we've got we've got the idea you know things to play with there of like well the best you know the best cadets are going to be getting the best placement probably and things aren't they yep so um and we know about the other ships that are out there we've already got a little bit of rivalry going so yeah exactly so i mean i'm just thinking of like a small kind of small group of 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 cadets um because it's kept a bit vague about how many people are actually studying at starfleet academy at one any one time because the longer you think about it the more you think well it can't just be that one campus because you know these this is a big fleet exactly (laughs) you know like they're out in space there's got to be other places yeah exactly you know there's like an andorian annex or something that's it somewhere on Vulcan. (laughs) surely yeah exactly um but anyway so at, at any one time every ship has got probably a small group of cadets who were there on placement or whatever and you know there's obviously certain ships are going to be more like kind of sought after placements like you know anybody's giving their right you know <laughs> right ear to stay on the to get placed onto the enterprise or something oh, 100% and maybe there's you know some some ones that are like oh man you got you got assigned to the USS Hood Oof. Or whatever it is. Um, yeah, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, I don't want to come up with those characters today because I feel like this is just me saying like who I'm going to maybe have you run into or okay. get assigned to you as like, this is cadet so-and-so. You'll be showing them the ropes. Um, try not to haze them because they're just a cadet. You remember being a cadet. <laughs> kind of I, thing. I, look, I look forward to having some underlings. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. I have a very specific idea that I want to do with the cadets concept as well, but that's that's that they will have to wait till we actually get back into recording it again um, to do that. Um, I will look consider to that it. my teaser. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, but we can come up with more crewmen that are like Johnny's underlings, I guess. Cool. You're, um, I mean, you're an ensign, but there's you know, crewmen is like you know the enlisted people who are below mm-hmm. you. Okay. Or, or we can do other ensigns. That's, you know, plenty of hmm, plenty I'm space here. I'm trying to think what would be some fun archetypes or, or character concepts. It's hard to, like, where, where I obviously had that one fully formed. Hmm. Like, it, it's like all my brain juice has been spent on that, it feels. <laughs> I'm like, no, there's more. The brain it's juice. Just, I don't want to make it feel like it's, like, just throwing concepts together arbitrarily, though. No, no, no definitely. Well, I get. I, we, I can go through here. Okay, we, I kind of give a bit of an overview earlier on of like who I've got, but we've got a few ensigns already that sort of work. So, in your crew as it is, we've got as you and you and Bonge, tight roommates, all mm-hmm. that. We've got uh, Faria, the engineer, who obviously played by Amy. Um, sort of Bonge's love interest, but you know, you, you know, kind of part of the crew. Uh, we've got Kataran, the con officer, Cation. Uh, we've got um, Ensign Haru, that was it, Junior Doctor, mm-hmm. uh, Ensign Anderson. And that was kind of the crew from the, the Ensign game, so I think it's Johnny's kind of... You guys are kind of thrown together, not against your will, but kind of picked by your bosses. But yeah. I feel like you've been through like a kind of, I don't know, like a bonding experience in that, you know? Oh, 100%. I feel like we're definitely going to have those characters, like, continual interaction from here out like it'll they'll be hanging out from time to time we'll see how that all goes yeah it'll down to what the other guys want to do would johnny here's the thought i'm having would johnny have kind of a rival in security hmm yeah that would be fun 
somebody that's like aggressively into it potentially and sees Johnny as incompetent because he's constantly getting put in place by his superiors. Well, yeah, but also you're getting pretty cushy jobs though along mm-hmm. the way. You're getting taken on away missions and things. Well, so not maybe, cushy necessarily, but <laughs> yeah, no, no, but this is like you're getting you're getting picked for I'm stuff. Attention. Yeah, yeah, you're getting picked for stuff by the bosses to do. And maybe it's something like you're I don't know, <laughs> sort of rival or whatever keeps saying it's like oh, i should have i should have been taken on down to see you know do that you know i'm i'm just as good a shot as as Cornwall is and that mm. and everything and I'm, I'm not saying yeah. they're kind of I'm not, I'm not thinking like they're whiny but maybe like there's just they, they're sort of building up a little bit of like not, not full-on resentment but like a kind yeah. of I think I've got an idea off the back of this. Okay. And, and I, I feel like I'm setting Johnny up for more torture here, potentially. But <laughs> a female Ferengi who Ooh, has okay. all of this resentment, but at the same time has that kind of like, oh, he's ahead of me and I admire him and respect him, but I hate him. And maybe I love him at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe there's a kind of love hate thing that like Johnny's not ready for. <laughs> and. <laughs> can see where that goes and you and you want me to have to do another ferengi voice is that what you're saying did i say ferengi you sorry did say ferengi yeah i don't oh, know I sorry not ferengi fucking thank um, you hang on <laughs> <laughs> why did i say ferengi my brain is frazzled security uh yes klingon security klingon. yes more sense. okay that's yes. And then it, my description there was meant to be of a, a klingon woman's kind of agenda <laughs> Oh no, that's good. Okay, yeah. Okay, Klingon. Are we thinking Klingon, or maybe like, are we get, thinking like a sort of Belana Torres style half Klingon? I, I think full blood Klingon. Full Klingon. Yeah, because at this yeah, point, just to ramp up the aggression factor, because <laughs> I feel like Johnny will crumble in front of this. <laughs> no, I, I do like it. It's uh, as a as a concept of like. Like they think, like you're in their eyes, you are taking all the honor. Yeah, they they've proven themselves. They're fully capable, and they're, they're every time they've been called upon, like they've they've exceeded their tasks. So why, but, yeah, why are they yeah. being, you know, in their eyes passed over for sort of sort of job, you know, jobs and things that need to be done that they think mm-hmm. they they would excel at better than you, even though you've done okay, you know, you've done well at them or whatever. In their eyes, they're like, "This should have been me. The honor was there to be, it was mine, and and such." Yeah, yeah, I like it. Were they maybe somebody that you knew at the academy? Um, or or do you think maybe maybe have they been there? Like, maybe they're a year or so older than you. Yeah, I, I think they got to the ship before Johnny. And you've come in and have sort of. Well, maybe this is all the complete knock on from that original one shot we did. Hmm. Like because you were the one who crashed with, um, crashed in the shuttle with uh, Murphy and um, and and Sauce, you you know, I'm not putting thoughts into you know Murphy's thing, but like just in terms of like explaining this, maybe because you and Murphy went through that kind of event, mm-hmm. subconsciously Murphy's like, oh well, I'll get I'll get Connor to do it, you know, sort of thing. Yeah, he just comes to mind more easily. Yeah. Um, Whereas this Klingon had been on the staff a little, you know, not a lot longer, but maybe, you know, because he's also an ensign. Mm-hmm. But it also adds this thing of like, well, you know, you're sort of upstart kind of younger, newer person. You know, they they should be higher, higher than you in the pecking order, but they seem seem to not yeah. be. 
yeah, they they think that he's just lucky. Yeah, most of it. like he he got this break and it it doesn't serve the crew properly. That like just because he's lucky and no, he's not the most capable. I should be the one. Just looking at Klingon name generator here. <laughs> Klingon name, again. It immediately points me to fantasynamegenerators.com. Yep. On a female Klingon. Uh, these don't look like Klingon names at all. Oh, I'll tell you what. Yeah. I, I've signed up to Chat GPT, <laughs> and not, not the paid version, but the, the general version. I'm just going to load it up and ask it, and we'll Can, see what it. Does. I'm trying to think of what Klingon like female names we've had. We've had um, was Lursa and Bator, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Belana. Um, what was the name of Quark's wife in that one? Oh God. Um... Struggle to think. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the Klingon names that this generator is spitting out are not particularly good. Um, oh, I'm going to Klingon. ChatGPT is immediately just throwing a selection here. <laughs> so I said, list some new Klingon female names, and it's gone, sure, here's some new Klingon female names. Rileka, Kaelria, Magala, Kaurista. Bereka, Takovra, Vrala, Nagora, Dagara, Sakara. Well, these are all better than the ones that Fancy Name Generator was kicking out. That's it. I'm just sort of like, okay, well, there we go. Chat GPT. I, I, I <laughs> watched an episode of South Park about it recently that was quite amusing and made out that it was actually quite an interesting tool. And yeah, there we go. So, so any one of those jump out to you as, as a. Hmm. I like. Breka. Breka. Okay, how are we spelling that? Briar. B apostrophe. Oh, apostrophe. You've got to get a. <laughs> yeah, but Reka. Uh, B apostrophe R E K A. K A. I'd gone double C. Yeah, K A works. Breka. It sounds like Baraka from. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that Mortal Kombat? Or is that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's Mortal Fire? Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> Blanker from Street Fighter. That, that's where I'm getting it from. Okay, I'm just going to put. Okay, so in my notes here for um, been on ship longer than Johnny. Uh, frustrated that he seems to be seen as more important. I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll remember what we talked about. This is just a quick note to myself when I'm bringing up the thing. So, okay, so we got Ensign Bereka, Klingon female, 26, I've put, because, you know, Johnny's there as 24. Been on ship longer than Johnny, frustrated that he seems to be seen as more important. I think that sums it up. Potential sexual chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that means me and you are going to have to... Oh, it's oh, terrible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it just we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've already had my round of that with Jason. Oh, way yeah. Back. So, uh, yep. Yeah, but it's been a few years. <laughs> yep. Uh, that is funny, though. Oh, I like that. No, because like I, I feel like security, it, it's a big department, but it's definitely something I've felt as I've been editing the show as we've gone along, and that is that it feels like where we haven't really got a lot of named characters in it, it has often felt like security is you and Murphy and Sota, Holding mm-hmm. the whole ship down, kind of thing. Yeah, and that's a bit much. Yeah, we've had a couple of like unnamed crewmen 
and stuff yeah, people, pop up. People guarding doors and what have you. Yeah, but really, in terms of like characters, it's kind of felt like it's like a two and a half kind of person thing. Like you know, two main characters, then occasionally we refer to Lieutenant Sota, and that's it. So, be good to get a few more in there because then there's a possibility of like. Well, with any of these, there's a possibility of like more kind of cold open scenes, so we can be like, okay, so Johnny, you and Bereka are doing this. This is how we're starting this episode, mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, I meant like a training session or whatever. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to start off an episode with the potential sexual chemistry. Thing. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm already coming up with little things like Bereka the Wrecker. <laughs> can just te- tease her with that. Oh, I feel like she wouldn't. I wouldn't go down well, and I. Uh, it's good. I like it. <laughs> Okay, so here's an angle. Then I think we can um, can go with for maybe coming up with. Or do you want to come up with another? We come up with another security person, or or do you want to kind of branch off? Here's what I was thinking: we could kind of branch off of the ones we've already got. So like we've got, um, or actually the way originally got to, uh, you know, Faria, um, was uh, I thought it would be funny to have Bond be, you know. <laughs> Bond just has like a love interest in engineering so that's how we got to that and then it was only like backfilling when I got to the Ensign Games thing where I was like oh we'll use that character sort yeah, of thing perfect. so almost take one of the Ensigns we've already got and go like okay so who do they know sort of thing mm-hmm. um, which maybe well, isn't a way to go to get another security one at this point yeah, I, but, I, I think we might have actually, by mistake, in, in my stumbling, stumbled onto a potentially interesting character concept okay, of go for a it. female Ferengi, where you've got, obviously, in Deep Space Nine, the changing of Ferengi society hmm. and the rapid evolution and ad- adoption of rights for women. So that immediately means that they have the potential to join Starfleet the same as Nog did. Hmm. So why not? And that that's an entire thing of well, you you can immediately throw an interaction with Nog, uh, sorry, not Nog, fucking Bonge, <laughs> and and yeah, what do you think? I like it as concept. The only th- thought I have is more of a um, kind of timeline thing, I guess, because mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Yeah, getting through Starfleet. Maybe they're civilian. Yeah, it's a possibility. Maybe the hmm. Yeah, yeah, maybe they're just a passenger. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing as well, and this is more just my own kind of housekeeping sort of thing, is that I think I had the captain make a point at one, make a comment at one point of somebody mentioned Ensign Bond. I think it was Murphy to the captain, and he goes, Bond, oh yeah, the fer- like the, that Ferengi. Uh-huh. And not in a disparaging way, but as in like, that. I think the implication was like, oh yeah, well, that, we've got a Ferengi crewman now. Mm-hmm. I mean, so maybe they, he's the only one on the ship. Which, was, yeah, that was sort of my implication at the time. I think again, I'd say not in a disparaging way at all. And I'm totally on board with having a female Ferengi, and that I just, yeah, I, I just thought it's one of those where it's sort of like there's a lot of open doors with the way that the Ferengi oh, society, yeah, no, totally, yeah, yeah. Baseline, so like you just got a lot of potential to play with there. Yeah, well, here, here's the here's the way to go. Then maybe um, I feel like the 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 expedition wasn't like closed off to. You know anybody who wanted to come along, really? So mm-hmm. maybe um, they joined at Deep Space Three as a passenger. They could be a prospector. Oh, possibly. Yeah, yeah, that works. Or just there as um, just to kind of be the be looking to see what could be exploited in the in the cluster. 
yeah, from exactly. the point of view I mean, of yeah, because it's not like rules of acquisition changed completely. Like, no, no, they're, definitely they're joining broader Ferengi society. So they're yeah, yeah. So the, the, maybe maybe they're they're kind of an entrepreneur. They're starting out on their own, mm-hmm. like and because obviously you know things don't change overnight in terms of like like attitudes and things. They were you know legally allowed to go off and 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 earn profit now mm-hmm. but their you know family or whatever you know nobody was going to help them is that you know when they they declare their intentions like I will earn my own profit like maybe the sort of old fashioned you know father or members of the family were just like, well, then you're you know this might be the way things are now I can't stop you but is mm-hmm. you know I will I won't help you, sort yeah. of thing. So they're just determined and going out yeah. on their own. They're determined. Yeah. They've heard about this expedition and they they were determined to to join it and they they managed to get on board the ship. You know, not like no, I mean, that's not not as a stowaway, but they've kind of come along with what basically every worldly possession on their back, which is not a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, have sort of got passenger quarters on it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think you could easily have it where the way that they could interact with other characters is that they, because of the nature of their reason for being on the ship and what have you, and their limited access, I suppose, to information at times, they're hanging out in ten forward constantly. Yeah, trying to pick up on conversations, trying to get the edge on what's happening in the moment, mm. and in that way, they could interact with any of our characters, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. So I'm at the other thought as well. Are they like kind of? Are they like a young person or are they kind of somebody who's maybe wanted to do this all their life and finally, mm. finally I think legally it, had the uh, the opportunity to do so? Have it have it be maybe a little bit of a parallel to Quark's mum, where like this this is a woman that's liberated and is maybe maybe she's had a life, maybe she's been a mother and mm. lived within Ferengi society and is now just she's dropped all of that. Yeah, like her kids are grown; they're out doing their own thing. Her relationship was over, or whatever, and she's like, "Nope, I'm I'm going to earn profit for myself." Well, uh, maybe she was like, uh, you know, under the, how the society was before the sort of reforms come through towards the end of Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. She was then tr- essentially trapped at home with her husband, who she's never particularly liked, mm. and he, he was terrible at getting profit. Yeah, terrible at getting profit, but like she always had the better ideas, and he never listened. Yeah, that kind of thing. And there's no way out for her until suddenly there is a way out for her, and she takes that way out. Yeah, immediately. Yeah. So maybe she's like older. She's like, like you say, children are grown ups. Maybe like, I, I mean, I don't know what a Ferengi lifespan is or anything. I mean, we don't need to go into that, but we can just sort of say she's the equivalent of like a late fifties or something. Yeah. 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 She's experienced, and yeah, but but in, in that way, where like her she's very capable but she's been limited so yeah, a lot of things are new to her potentially yeah but she's quickly picking everything up in the way that frangies do i like it as a as a concept and everything cool because we again we we i guess definitely on tnd you get like random passengers referred to as like we're tra- we're helping you know we're taking these people to this place or we're you know mm. or there's just random people that are like civilians hanging out in the background in 10 forward and stuff that's it. And obviously, we, you guys are on a on a specific sort of exploration mission, but really, that's not any different to like the five year missions or whatever of the uh, of the enterprise. That's it. Such. This is just one particular smaller mission. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I know I've made no. I, I know for a fact I've made no sort of 
we're offloading civilians here kind of comment or anything you know mm-hmm. this, this is just another voyage sort of thing well you know except it's a place no one's been so there's no reason why we can't have you know passengers have come aboard you know deep space three they've joined we're taking on cadets as usual you know it's business as usual it's just an exciting mission kind of thing mm-hmm. so i like it yeah get a get a get a ferengi on there I have open, actually, I found a different site, Star Trek Online Academy, and they have a name generator here, which seems to be a little bit better. Okay. Um, so these are not gendered, these names that it's spat out for Ferengi, but we'll, it, again, I'll, I'll leave this to you to grab this. So we got, well, actually, the left column seems to be more, to me, jump out as more like male-sounding Ferengi names. So the right column, it's not a lot of difference, really. But we've got Pesk, Pobolzi, Probably not that one. <laughs> Utol, Iolio, I O L I O. That's how I. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Iamart. I don't. Doesn't sound particularly Ferengi to me, but does kind of. Quebio, Q U Q E B E O. So Quebio, Quebo. Podap, Yive. Hip, this is unpronounceable. H I P G. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or Boros. Hmm. I like. Was was it I E I O? I yeah. Iolio. 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 I'm because the first bit is I O L I O. Iolio. Yeah. Maybe we could drop the O at the end and make it easy. It'd be Ioli. Ioli. Yeah. Yeah. Ioli. That that I like it. Sorry, it's just so I've got something to put on my. But yeah, I like that idea of like, you know, we're coming at this from sort of both parts of life, sort of thing. So we've got mm. we've got new new ensigns and uh, older older people who are just setting out in the you know into the galaxy for the first time, kind of thing. I like it. Yeah, it gives a lot of potential for conversations that are on the right level. Let's yeah. say. And again, like like with all of these characters, there's nothing to say that they're going to pop up. Um, Definitely not in every episode, but like even, you know, some of them might be one time conversations or whatever. But mm. just having like a bit of a. I like having the option there. It's especially if, you know, as we've had with a lot of the, <laughs> the games we've played, um, oftentimes, you know, you guys will go in and just be like, so who's in here or whatever? And yeah. I can be like, well, you've got this person, this person, this person, this person. And because there's nothing worse to me. I mean, I've, I've gone on before, you know at length about how I'm not a big fan of you know, uh, sort of railroading in that with, with games and just having there's something a little boring to me about having you guys go into a room and there's one person there who is the person you were supposed to talk to yeah you know I'd rather yeah. give you like five names and I've got something to say for all five of them and whether you've spoken to the right person or not it doesn't matter because we're going to roll off of whatever whoever you talk to so gotta have a go down yeah um, do we want to do one more? Then we're, we're coming up to an hour now. Um, just to sort of... Yeah, I think I could squeeze, yeah, we'll sort of squeeze one more out. One more have, you, have you got anything that comes to mind? Um, I'm just thinking of where we could sort of... Just to add an extra person that would be kind of... To, to go back to the whole kind of like uh, people that are Johnny's peers thing. I don't, I don't want to add another engineer because it feels like... Well, we've got a couple of them in Johnny's crew. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it, you know, it needs to be a completely even split and such. But yeah. I feel like as a security person, Johnny would sort of have somebody who's kind of into some of the same stuff he's into. 
Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, like we, we've already seen that Johnny's very happy to be like Bond, come and watch me kick stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's not really got that many friends, let's say. No. I'm trying to think. Maybe somebody that would be on the side on the kind of side of Berecker, but potentially like an underling under her. Oh, so Brecker's kind of crew. Yeah, so got- but he's got somebody that's not like not necessarily a toady kind of like suck up, but somebody that like agrees and is is like, yes, Brecker, you you should be the one that's in charge. And like, yeah, you said it, Brecker, a little bit or something. <laughs> yeah. So like, <laughs> you, I got this mental image. Of you guys like it's like not like a playground, but like you guys are like all sitting together at lunch kind of thing. And then there's your oh, yeah, table, yeah. and then there's Vareka's table over the other side, and then you just kind of mean mugging each other across the bar. <laughs> yeah, Vareka aggressively stabbing her food with a fork, <laughs> slamming it into the table. I had, kind in, of my, I had in mind like a full on like cling on dagger, like she's cutting up. Her food. <laughs> but no, no, obviously no knife and forks, but. <laughs> It was just the image that immediately came to mind. That was all. That's one of those affectations that a Klingon would definitely have. Is like, no, she she sticks to the knife. She doesn't bother with a forecastle. Like that. That's that's primitive. You're using two things when you could use one. Do you think she has one of those like uh, sashes, like Worf has, or is that? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Something that represents her house. Yeah. So maybe another instance, a security instance, then that's like. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely doesn't see Johnny as like as beneath them, but as like more kind of like found themselves on shift with Brecker a couple of times, and like they get on and yeah, yeah. Brecker won't shut up about it. So like they, this person potentially is like they maybe maybe they just agree to some extent because it's easier than disagreeing. Yeah, they're like yeah 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 no you got it <laughs> yeah. yeah that Johnny car oh. Yeah, that, that's a bit more nuanced to it. It's like Brecker picks up on this a little bit, but can't help herself but keep on going on and on about this. Like she's just pe- obsessed a little bit. Yeah, Brecker. she's the one who she, you know, she she knows it's maybe a little bit. It's not very Federation, but she can't help herself get a little bit enraged by Johnny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what are we thinking here? Then I'm thinking, I'm I'm kind of trying to picture the scene. You know. Mm-hmm. And like the way I'm getting to it is like by thinking of like 10 forward and you've got Johnny and Bond and Faria and that all sat at one table laughing a lot. And then the camera pans across who sat at Brecker's table. Mm-hmm. I think of the various different species and what have you. Yeah, like. I mean, I'm trying not to immediately jump to human because it's kind of not that it's easy, but it's sort of a little bit easy, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, a, a majority, I mean, I, I suppose it would be money in the past, but like yeah. thinking back on Deep Space Nine and Next Generation, a majority of the crewmen were just humans wandering about. What if it's a te- what if it's like a Tellarite? Because um, they get a little bit like argumentative and that. Yeah. And so maybe they're like, they like don't personally have a problem with Johnny. They just like game. They just like, they like the aggro vibe that Breck is putting out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, it feels like home. They're just, yeah, that they're here for the like, they're here for the thrill of like being adjacent to like a good argument, like mm. you know. Maybe they're a shit stirrer. Maybe maybe they like to just wind up the situation a little yeah. bit. Like the whole yeah yeah is is like that sometimes, but other times it's like oh, but yeah. What about when Johnny does that? What what about then? Yeah, like they're actually like I was gonna say they're not getting anything out of it by like getting you know they they haven't really got any bones to pick with Johnny, but really they are actually getting out of it. 
the the nostalgic vibe of like, oh, I remember when I was at home and people argued like this. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's get more of this going on. You know, this is oh, this is just like Federation Day. <laughs> it's just like Frontier Day back home. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, uh, we're thinking. Uh, okay, so yeah, Tellerite, uh, male, female. I mean, uh, female. I think. I think it would be fun to have a slightly bitchy little element. Like a kind maybe, of like maybe will have to contend with this to some extent. Like a bit a little bitchy crew. Brecker's Mean Girls <laughs> crew. Like <laughs> you, you can't sit with us, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just arbitrarily poking at him now and again, and like he doesn't get it. it like Johnny being Johnny is just he's trying to get on with people, yeah, but yeah. He, he doesn't just, understand. He's he's just trying to do his best. He doesn't know what he's done wrong because he's just like, well, no, we're all here, we're all trying, aren't we? Yeah, oh, <laughs> Which, I, I, yeah I mean, you've come up with some stuff to that kind of, you know, we, we know, you know, you got a bit of a competition thing going on with um, Sullivan and that, mm -hmm. but that's kind of like a long-standing thing, and maybe he hasn't quite picked up. That he's accidentally gotten into a so competitive thing with Brecker, and so he doesn't <laughs> understand why he's getting the cold shoulder from you know Brecker's crew or whatever. <laughs> uh, let's find a Tellerite name then. So, like, I don't think we need to go d into further detail other than just like they—they're there for the aggro vibe that they find comforting. Yeah, yeah, they're they're there to stoke the fire. Yeah. Okay. Um, so here's some Tellerite names that it spat out of me. In fact, any of these could really work, so I'll just, I'll just reel off a few. Um, we got Okay, that's just a Futurama character. Lur. L-U-R-R-R. <laughs> yep, straight on. <laughs> From the planet Omicron Percy I-8. Um, <laughs> uh, we got Zash. Z-A-H-S-H. Quite like that. Yeah, Lilg. Uh, Gusag. G-U-U-S-A-G. Uh, Girig, Lak, G, there's a G on the end of L A K, uh, Gavoon, uh, Lasiv, I kind of like Lasiv actually, mm, uh, yeah. Lel, uh, Gihun, uh, Lulliver, Govush, uh, Gosov, Zelush, Nuruv, Givav, Lolv. Some of these are very hard, to, uh, very awkward to pronounce. Mm. Um, I kind of like Lasiv actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, L, -E L E S I V. Yeah, Lasiv. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. So yeah, we don't need to go into it. I think I don't think any more than just like they're they're another security ensign, and they're they're there for the ang. They're there for a good time. <laughs> yeah. And, the, yeah, and the, their easiest way to, yeah, their easiest way to have a good, you know, they're there for the vibe, and their easiest way to get to the vibe that they find comforting is to hang around with Brecker and like not egg her on, but always also be like, yeah, I can't believe he did that again. I can't believe mm -hmm. he got picked for that. What a bastard! <laughs> like, you know, they don't actually have any real problem with you. They're just like, yeah, this is it's it's, it's the their equivalent of like, yeah, this is a chill time. Is like, yeah. yeah, this is a real this is a real nice aggro time. Like, oh, I'm loving the idea of this just being something that Murphy's going to have to deal with to some extent, yeah. where there's just going to be a little bit of antagonism amongst like groups. For you, we've come up with people that you've got to compete with. For Amy, we've come up with people that she's got to do human resources stuff for. Yep. <laughs> and then potentially for Dragon, we've got injuries. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think we've come up with some fun stuff today, though. We've got some, totally. yeah, yeah got, got some good things to, to put in there. So, so what did we come up? We have um, Spatial Anomalies Bajoran, which uh, is great. And I, yep. I'm going to re, I'm definitely going to rewatch that Deep Space Nine episode just to make sure I got things right. But I think that's a good, but from the broad strokes of that episode, I think that's a good inciting event and it works out timeline wise. Um, yeah. So that, that was great. I love that guy. Uh, and I'll, oh, actually, I, now I've got that other name generated, but maybe we can. It has got Bajoran names. Oh. But these are obviously just single things, so we'll have to. We need a first name and surname. Mm -hmm. um, well, some well, we of the... could keep that one open, as we said, like leave that that one to the listeners potentially. Oh yeah, that's what we're doing, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I completely forgot that as well. So yeah, yeah, listeners, uh, yeah, if you if you have a, a name suggestion for our Bajoran ensign, um, send it to us. Uh, easiest way, as we said, join us on Discord. Uh, the links at pretendingwithice.com. Um, but yeah, we we're looking forward to hearing hearing from you all for that because that was uh, I think that's a that's another good way. I'm I'm all for hearing things from from listeners if they're like, hey, try this out. Yeah, yeah. And I think we can we can pick the best one. Um, so we've got them. We've got our uh, freelance entrepreneur uh, Ferengi <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, prospector. I like her as a concept. So again, we haven't really seen. Oh, oh, what I'm up for with Frontier is putting stuff in that makes sense in Star Trek given yeah. everything that's happened, but we haven't actually seen on screen. That, that's it. That, that's the logic that I've kind of applied here of like, w what were the ending points that we saw mm. and where can that spin out from? And there's so much potential. There's so much more we can do. Yeah. I mean, I mean, with how many episodes of the TV series there are, any one of those has the potential of like, okay, here's an exciting incident, here's an exciting incident, here's an exciting incident every week. Mm. And we don't often see. We sometimes see the big picture things out of it. You know, that's the story of the storylines of the show. You know, the, the big arcs and whatever. But then everything is going to have like like a guy who saw that and go what, and questioned something and goes, oh well, maybe I'll do this now. You know, or somebody. Yeah. You know, a big change happens and we see like, you know, it happens and Picard smiles to himself and then the credits roll, and it's like okay, but yeah, how was other people's lives sort of affected by this? Exactly. Whatever, There's know. so much more going on than just the, the very specific view that we get. Yeah, and I, I've tried to kind of put some of that into you know the, the episodes that we've done so far, and I hope it's been fun for people to listen to. Um, yeah, fingers crossed. But yeah, like anyway, I think that's a neat place to kind of call this uh, this bonus to a close. Uh, maybe we'll do another one of these. This is, this is always fun. I mean, we've got a, I've got a whole. I can keep scrolling on Excel. This this spreadsheet doesn't end. We can keep adding people. <laughs> I'd be interested to hear the the rest of the crew's input, so to speak. Yeah. Like, if everybody else got a turn at doing this, so to oh, speak. that'd be good. Yeah. Uh, be maybe good. that's maybe that's the format we'll go with here, because we're kind of in. This was uh, uh this is you know, in place of uh, uh, the first part of um, a Stargate one shot, which is coming next time. Um, I just needed a bit more space, <laughs> a bit more, bit more time to uh, to uh, do the behind the scenes production stuff on that. So that that's what you guys have got to look forward to next time. But maybe mm -hmm. any time that we need a, uh, you know, I need another week or whatever, um, we'll do another one of these during this uh, sort of pilot season thing. That'd be good. Yeah, to see good. Amy or Dragon or, or Mark free to do them. That'd be good. But yeah, anyway, I think we'll we'll end that there. And uh, so yeah, like I said, uh, we'll be back in uh, we're back in two weeks' time on um, when's this going out? This is going out going out on the twentieth. So we'll be back in two weeks' time. That'd be on uh, Thursday the fourth. 
uh, of May with uh, the first part of uh, Stargate uh, one-shot. Um, haven't got any spoilers to give you for that at this point because as Eden and I are recording this, uh, we have yet to record it. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be back with that in two weeks. Um, but yeah, anytime we, uh, we have another sort of thing where I need to, I need more time, we will, I think, be doing one of these. And uh, yeah, so uh, thank you. Thank you for joining me for this one, Eden. It's been fun. We've had a bit more of a kind of characters that are to do with Johnny. And I, I like that as a kind of, how, could, how can we expand each main character's sort of circle, I think is a good way of doing it, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, so yeah, as always, uh, you can find us... Um, Every, oh, actually, it's, it's so easy now. I can just be like, everything to do with this is at pretendingwithice.com. There you go. <laughs> so much easier than the early days where I have to re- reel off, like, you can find us here at this, this, and this. Just go to pretendingwithice.com. All the links are there. Um, simple as that. Yeah, simple. Okay, see you all later. Bye.